Hey, it's Travis. I wanted to take this moment to discuss our sponsor, BetterHelp. I used to think talking to a therapist was a sign of weakness until I started talking to one. It has really helped me limit the negative chatter that can infiltrate my brain. Therapy has helped me become a more insightful person, father, and husband. That's why I'm excited to tell you about BetterHelp. Their online platform makes finding a therapist incredibly easy. Fill out a brief questionnaire and you will be matched with a therapist in just a few days. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash thank you notes, betterhelp.com forward slash thank you notes, or click the link in my show notes. In doing so, you will be helping this show and you will receive 10% off your first month. If you aren't clicking with your therapist, if you're not getting a good vibe, BetterHelp will allow you to switch your therapist at any time with no additional cost. Online therapy is a game changer for me. I have such an erratic schedule. I work nights, weekends, late, early, holidays, you name it. Being able to video call my therapist from my phone in a call room, at work, or in my car, or whatever, it's extremely convenient for me and it allows me the time and the, the place to actually get my therapy in. So if you're struggling, if you need to talk to somebody, go to betterhelp.com forward slash thank you notes and they'll get you set up with somebody. This has been my thank you note to BetterHelp for supporting this show. Hi, welcome to the Thank You Notes podcast. I'm your host, Travis McVeigh. On this podcast, we talk about gratitude. We talk about thank you notes. I read a thank you note I've written to somebody from my life. And in exchange, they read a thank you note they've written for someone or something in their life they feel deserves a public display of gratitude. Thanks for tuning in. Since our last episode, we hit a few milestones. Number one, 100 listens have occurred. And number two, we got a sponsor. So you'll get to hear that ad at some point during today's episode. Today's guest is Lindsay White. Lindsay is an anesthesiologist from Dallas, Texas. She trained at UT Southwestern. She and I have worked together for six years. The reason why I brought her on the podcast is because she writes book reviews and posts them on her social media feeds. You can follow her at D-R-L-I-T-R-X on Instagram. These reviews are well-written and positive. I enjoy them, and I wanted to let her know in the form of a thank you note. This was my first in-person podcast. Very exciting. So exciting that I forgot to turn on my mic for the first few minutes. I'm going to try to edit around it, but please bear with me. It does get better. Thank you for tuning in, and without any further ado, Dr. Lindsay White. my children to write them or my child one of my oldest child to write them but yes I am a fan of thank you notes I was kind of reared in that uh, element of always writing thank you notes and kind of showing people that you're thankful for what they chose to do for you because they didn't have to do it my mom would have me write thank you notes if someone wrote me a thank you like wrote me like a letter of recommendation or if someone went over and beyond just you know send them a thank you note I sent thank you notes to all the people who interviewed me for med school or for residency because I was just kind of taught that, you know, they took the time to invest in you, so you need to say thank you for that. So 
And I do that now with my daughter Tatum. As soon as she gets gifts, we make a list of who gave what. We maybe have her write one generic note and then we'll just do like a shutterfly or something, but that's her message to people. What is your technique for writing thank you notes? Walk me through what a Lindsay White thank you note looks like. Well, I think it depends on the circumstances, but I try to incorporate whatever was done, like thank you for this donation or thank you for that, um, and then try to make it somewhat personal to let them know either A, how we're going to use the gift or donation, or just to say, you know, we appreciate your time. I'm just acknowledging that you did something and you didn't have to do it, but you made that choice, so I value that, so that's all. That's kind of my format. I haven't release my format yet i promised <laughs> i would but it was you know, thank you for specific things yes and then something that relates personally like you know we will use it for this usually a self-deprecating joke and then something you know specific for them and then thank you and i'm sure you were in the position that i was in for residency where you're writing thank you notes in the airport Yes, because yeah. um, I would try to do them right when I was done. Yes. Um, I don't recall exactly where, but I did. I I hate having them hang or loom over me, so mm. I'm I'm very direct on. Okay, let's get this sent back out um, as quick as possible. For big stuff like wedding, I remember handwriting those. Um, as I've had kids, I will make some on either tiny prints, shutterfly or something and just kind of make it general if it's a lot and send that out. But I'm also intentional. Like I'll include a Bible verse if it's something that's meaningful mm -hmm. or something that is, or a quote or something that I feel is um, significant to kind of go along with the theme of whatever I'm sending out. So but now your daughter Tatum, you said you make her write them. Is she old enough to write them herself or did? Yes. Okay. Um, we really just started that probably in the last year. So she's seven. Mm -hmm. So her handwriting is actually legible now. But like last year for uh, her, her first grade uh, school pictures, we had her write um, and we had to use like a full length size paper. And she just wrote a small message to some of the more important people that we sent the pictures to. Mm -hmm. But she did write it herself. And that's something I'm really trying to kind of hold on to is because I don't think they really teach them how to address an envelope or like a letter anymore. I don't know what the curriculum is nowadays, but I remember in second and third grade, that was a big thing. Like your date goes here, your dear such and such is here. This is the body you need to sign here. So I don't know if that's actively going on in school. I think email has kind of killed yeah. all of that, but you're, you're right. I'm, I'm learning more and more that even high school students don't know how to they're not teaching them how to write letters or the, yeah, the proper or the proper way to to address things. Now I know she is learning cursive, and I'm excited about that because I feel like that's not penmanship mm -hmm. and the appropriate way to you know write neatly. I just remember at, at her age it being drilled into me the proper way to hold a pen, the proper way to hold a pencil, and things like that. Now, do I do it now? Probably not, but I do know how to do it if you ask me to, especially being left-handed. And she's left-handed, too, so I have to overcorrect her sometimes mm. with penmanship. What was her attitude towards the thank you? Did she like it? Did she get anything out of it, or was it just kind of a chore? And I think it's a chore, but um, she likes the, she really enjoys and likes the people who she sent them to. So mm -hmm. 
she was still excited to do it, but I don't think she quite grasped the concept of showing gratitude yet. Okay. But we're getting there. So. Well, there's still time. She's yeah, seven. She's seven. So the reason I wanted to have you on is because you write book reviews on your Facebook page. Yes, and Facebook and Instagram. Oh, and Instagram mm-hmm. at Dr. Lit RX. Yes, okay. at D R L I T R X. Okay, let's blow that up. Yes, my dozens of listeners, mm-hmm. please go follow that. I wanted to have you on because I really enjoy reading those, and it's given me some ideas of books to read, and it's something that you and I talk about. Have you always been a voracious reader, or how did that start? Yes, I started reading. I don't know if you well in in our community in black culture, Jet Magazine mm-hmm. was like the thing to have in the 80s. It's like it was like a small five by seven magazine made by Johnson Publishing Company, but it was like black entertainment, black news, all mm-hmm. the, like everything. So if you had a subscription to that in a black household in the 80s, you were you were living it up. <laughs> but my dad had stacks and stacks of jets in our bathroom. So when I would go do number two or boo-boo, <laughs> he would say, go read a jet, literally. Okay. <laughs> and that was like what spurred my reading because I would grab a jet and start reading and learn okay. random things. But I just, I read through those. I remember reading Sweet Valley High and all the baby, like I mm-hmm. would, if you'd get me like a four pack of the Sweet Valley High, like one, two, three, four right. on a vacation, I'd be done by the end of vacation. I'd be in the airport reading. It didn't matter. So Sweet Valley High, Babysitter's Club, Nancy Drew, The Hardy Boys. I just liked reading. Um, I always have. And I don't quite know what made it so easy. But I remember my piano teacher in third, fourth, fifth grade, Mrs. Gray, at St. Benedict's High School in San Antonio, Texas. She saw how much I enjoyed reading and that I liked the piano. And she said, you need to read The Hobbit. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I read that. And it just, after that, I was like, I just wanted to read more and more. So I've just always been a voracious reader. And I don't know why, but I enjoy it. Now, did you keep that up during medical school and residency? I didn't. Not to the, the, even in college, I would say I didn't really read for pleasure because I was always reading, you know, college coursework. I didn't fully pick reading back up until I became an attending mm-hmm. and I probably when I had Tatum but I've always had the desire to read and I would read a good book if you told me one but just to have the access to just read freely I probably didn't do that at all during med school residency like I could have like I do now I think a lot of us drop our hobbies during medical school and especially during residency I know mm-hmm. I drop mine it's just you don't have the time or mental capacity to do it yeah I'm trying to think of what I even read. Like, I don't even remember reading a book of significance in. I'm sure I did, and I probably have them around, but I I definitely read much more now once I finished training. Like, mm-hmm. once I finished boards, I was, you know, I passed, and I knew I was good for 10 years. It was like, oh, okay, let me read for me now. Mm-hmm. So that's all I do now. So then what led you to sharing your book reviews on Facebook and Instagram? It was around 2000, Tatum had to be about two, so like 2017-ish. We were taking more um, overnight call here for Mm -hmm. trauma because that trauma was starting to pick up. 
So I would be here for like nights and not doing anything and I would be reading. And I was like, oh, everyone's told me I had a really good voice. I should start doing audiobooks and narration mm. and, you know, I should read. So I tried to start practicing for that and reaching out to different people and I just didn't fully commit to like voiceover work because it was expensive to make a demo CD. Yes. And I met with one guy and he was like, yeah, you have a great voice. You have to do coaches, $125 a class and then $5,000 to make a CD. And I was just like, <laughs> I just had a baby, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, no. And I just kind of put it to the side, but I still liked reading and I still wanted to do something. So I was like, well, maybe I can just read books and then write about them. Cause I enjoy writing too. I'm very, I enjoy English, analyzing things. I love looking for themes, met, you know, just big pictures, like how you used to break it down in, you know, advanced AP classes. Like, oh, well, what's the symbolism here? Or, you know, what can mm -hmm. we extrapolate here? What does this remind you of? Blah, blah, blah. I read Michelle Obama's book, and I was like, I should do a review and just say what I think about it. And I started, I made an Instagram account. I had no idea because I still don't really know technology mm -hmm. like that. Um, I said, well, I'll just start reading books and writing what I think about them if I can't do actually audio narration. So that's kind of how it started was let me pivot into something else that maybe is a little cheaper. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, yeah, I would love to be a book blogger or a book reviewer and get paid for it or, you know, talk about books, mm -hmm. interview authors. But maybe I just need to focus a little bit more on it on the social media side to yes. drum up. And that's where I kind of struggle because I'm not very social or media driven like that and i don't know how to get past that but i know that that's something i'd have to do if i want to get there so yeah I'm, I'm slowly figuring a lot of that out with this foray into podcasting mm -hmm. but what has the response been so far i guess you i didn't realize you've been doing it for five years so what what was the response yeah. initially and what is how um, has the response changed I think, you know, pre-COVID, I would just kind of read when I wanted to and try to write a review. During COVID, I realized how many people were on social media and how game-changing, I guess, it would be mm -hmm. now that everybody was at home. So I tried to focus on it more. So, I mean, I have I have a decent amount of followers, and I follow the right people. And my friends look to my reviews. I've had some people tell me, oh, I read this book because you recommended it. It was great. I love it. So... I've had an uptick in people acknowledging, oh, yeah, I really enjoy how you write or, you know, thank you for that recommendation. So I, I, I'm on the right path. I guess I'm just moving slowly, but I don't know if I'll ever be on book talk doing TikTok stuff, but I think that's what I'd have to do eventually. But it's the next step. Yeah. If I want to get the numbers up. But I just I try to write honest reviews if I like something. It's very rare that I just, quote unquote, don't like a book. I can always find something to kind of garner from it if I'm taking the time to read it. There are always positive reviews. I don't think you've... Yeah. I don't think I've actually written a negative review, and I don't know if that speaks to my ability to effectively critique. If I'm reading something and I choose to finish it, I'm, I'm definitely gleaning something positive from it, even if I may not like mm -hmm. the writing style. Like, And I think that's just kind of how I've always been. Like, I can find the positive or find something to take away, so... I've kind of gotten that way when it comes to my reading. It's if I don't like it, I'm I'm more comfortable letting books yeah. go now. Than That's DNF. Mm -hmm. Did not finish. Did not finish. Mm -hmm. Make a pile for that and add it to the DNF pile, mm -hmm. or the TBR to be read pile. To be read. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and read my thank you note to you. Okay. This is exciting. Uh, 
You rock. <laughs> it's a picture of a rock, guys. It's a picture of a rock, yes. Dear Lindsay, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for sharing your book reviews. Not only have I used them to find good books to read, it has given me an insight into your personality and who you are. I would not have gotten this view of you despite having worked with you for six years. I enjoy reading them and talking books with you in person. I'm looking forward to your next review. Thank you very much, Travis. Thank you. That was like the perfect thank you note, just lengthwise content. And you should listen to Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer. Go find her Instagram blurb okay. on How It's Good to Be a Rock. How It's Good to Be a yeah. Rock by Kiki Palmer. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll show it to you when we end this so you mm-hmm. can but she says actually being a rock is not a bad thing. So anyway, that I just this makes me mm-hmm. remember that. But thank you. You're welcome. All right. Now you have a thank you note that you'd like to freestyle to who's work up, work up. to your big mama. Yes, big mama is Lorraine Nelson. Mm-hmm. It's my mom's mom, my maternal grandmother. She actually passed away on it'll be Tomorrow would be the day she passed away. Um, back in 2006, I have I I was not there when she passed, so I couldn't tell her thank you. But mm-hmm. I was in med school, so she yes. I was in Houston. She was in San Antonio. So when you told me like, oh, you need to thank somebody, I was like, I don't know who I would think. I have so many people. I was like, should I thank my kids? Should I thank my husband, my mom? But she kept kind of coming back to me as I kind of pondered, and I didn't write anything because I just wanted to tell her thank you. Are you okay with that? I'm. Completely okay with that. Okay, Big Mama, Lorraine Nelson, may she rest in peace. I just want to tell her, tell her, tell you, thank you for having a love that was able to bend but never break. Um, You were a woman who poured so much into me at such an early and crucial age in my life. And I know I'm a better woman today because of everything that you taught me from always arriving early to things because... You never want anybody to wait on you if they're doing something for you, period. Um, And just doing things right the first time, making sure that you're intentional, teaching me how to play the piano. And just, I feel like your love was a love that was never transactional. It was just there. And as a child, you just need that love. And I'm so happy I had it because I know now how to love unconditionally and even with my own kids and with my family and friends that I truly have meaningful relationship relationships with, excuse me, I don't do things looking for anything in return. I just know it's the right thing to do or if my heart tells me to do it, it needs to be done. And I know that I definitely was instilled that from you. So thank you, big mama. I love you and I miss you and I hope I'm making you proud and please continue to guide me and guide my family. Uh, as we journey on that's all well thank you thank you it sounds like that kind of feeds into the book reviews your heart was telling you hey i love these books i love to write i want to get my voice out there yes it is i feel like i have something to say on certain topics or just issues and you know you read certain books and you kind of And I try not to pigeonhole myself into reading the same things. I want to read broadly, nonfiction, fiction. But if I can write things that are meaningful and that say things of importance, at least in my eyes, and and some of the other people, my peers or friends, or even from somebody who doesn't agree with 
agree with me at all if they can maybe say oh i didn't think about it from that standpoint mm-hmm. or um that's an interesting perspective i may not agree with you but i see where you're coming from that's that's hopeful to me i would love to have a bigger platform maybe i think i'm just a little inhibited by what like we've talked about the process and what all it would take but yeah i would love to read more review more talk with different authors talk different books and just if i could do books 24 7 and get paid for it and anesthesia part-time mm-hmm. sure let's figure it out <laughs> don't yeah, tell our that. partners that though <laughs> no i think I, we would all support you <laughs> go into a little bit about big mama growing up like did, did you spend summers with her or what what oh, kinds of no. things did you guys do together so um i grew up in san antonio dad is uh, was a police officer my mom is was a nurse she's a registered nurse so she worked in the er icu so they both have shift work obviously so i was at my grandmother's house mm. every day sometimes like she picked me up from school you know take me to school it just depends if my mom worked nights or my dad was getting off she was mm-hmm. an integral part of my day in day out summers there holidays there i was at my grandmother's house so she definitely helped mold me along with my mom and dad i'm not saying like they weren't involved at all they were they're very present and still are to this day but my maternal grandmother i just have so many memories of her house and it's weird because i actually have more memories at her house than i have at my mom and dad's house and it Mm -hmm. wasn't it's not that i didn't have them there but it's just like my memories at her house i can like i can tell you right now walking into her house i can give you every aspect of each room her kitchen just waking up every morning and there's Folgers coffee going in a percolator and it smells the whole house. She's Mm -hmm. frying bacon. She's making grits. Like that was our breakfast every morning. My memories are just so fresh and like real to me. So that's how I know she's so important to me. But um, yeah, I was there at her house all the time, all through high school, even from middle school. If I had games, you know, you go to her house, Mm -hmm. wait and then go at six 30 high school. I would drive over when I got out of school, if I wasn't working or, had practice or anything so she was an integral part of my day-to-day so she was close by um yeah not close she was close to my high school she lived about in san antonio at that time before traffic you know i can get to her house in 15 20 minutes but she she was on the east side right right outside of downtown my dad worked downtown my mom worked in there so Mm -hmm. my schools were on that side of town so she was central to our kind of day-to-day happenings but yeah, she she was always there. I would, you know, she taught me how to roll pennies and <laughs> roll dimes and roll nickels. And you take mm-hmm. those dimes and you go to the bank and you deposit, you know, every so often. And, you know, she saved almost like $5,000 for me by the time I went to college. And she did that for each of her grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And she was so giving, but she never really had a lot. But I would see her first of the month. She'd get her spiral notebook and write down all her bills and write mm-hmm. down all her checks and she could balance it and make make money stretch to the very end and wow. still have money to give like i just think that generation did so much with so little and now we're in a state of excess that it's like we really don't need all that but i'm the same way now if you gave me some money and told me i had to make it last till this long oh i'd do it because i saw her do it and i know how but that's just so much value in seeing that at that age. You know, I can count better because I rolled pennies and I rolled dimes and nickels. And you I still knew how. Do it? I don't do it now. Oh. I need to have Tatum do it. Mm-hmm. We we had Tatum doing it for a little bit. But, you know, there's value in 
taking that and you know how many pennies are in here okay so how much is that okay so we're gonna mm. keep doing that and then when we get to that we're gonna take it to the bank and put it in your savings account and, you know that's we did that during the summers or anything she had a garden we grew tomatoes and you know all kinds of stuff and she baked she was a baker she was the cake mm. lady so she would bake cakes and sell them and that's how she made extra money so mm. do you have siblings I have an older half sister mm-hmm. my dad was married prior to my mom and my sister is in Arizona she's like 10 years older than me mm. but we are not super close okay I am my parent between my mom and my dad I'm their only child okay. and I'm my mom's only child but cousins that was one does um does yeah w- what I'm getting is did did you and Big Mama have this special relationship, or was she like that with the rest of her family? She was like that. So growing up, immediately, it was uh, myself. I have an older cousin, Quincy. He was mm-hmm. He's like 10 years older than me. And then my younger cousin, LaShonda, she's four or five years younger than me. We're all right kind of behind each other. She had that relationship with each of us, with anybody who set foot in that house. My parents had been divorced for years. My dad still had a key to her house. Mm-hmm. You know, she she kept his pictures up in the house. She was like, y'all are divorced, but you're still my son. Wow. He moved back out of, from out of state and stayed with her in the back room. And it was, worked out great because he needed a place to stay kind of right away. And she needed extra help. But right. he called her and she was like, well, do you still have your key? And he was like, yeah. And she said, well, come on. Her love was so expansive that anybody who walked in her house you were immediately at home and taken care of period no questions asked she really showed me so much on how to manage a home manage a family just to give so much she taught me how to play the piano i remember going downtown and this was before you know you can print everything off the internet you go buy your books and mm-hmm. buy your piano books and this is middle c this is middle C on a mm-hmm. piano, and then we're going to go from there. So she was just a really rare rarity, I think. They don't make big mamas like that anymore. No, it's few far in between. So I'm trying to maintain that and keep it going as much as possible with Tatum. And I think um, my mom and my mother-in-law are doing a great job of that as well. But there's value in kind of doing things back to basics and i'm trying not to lose that as we continue to get more and more modern and tech savvy and quicker faster better i don't want to lose what she instilled in me to what 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 should be valued at that point right it's big shoes yeah but i'm here well i guess last question uh what book has made the biggest impact on you that you could recommend to everybody the books that I recommend kind of often or that I say I would always come back to and read over and over again is Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God. The dialect is really hard to get past, but it's reflective of how you know they spoke at the time, but the storyline is so full. It's just so rich. That one, and I would say The Hobbit too, because the fantasy and just how it was crazy. Like when I, you know how The Hobbit movie came out and yes. you're thinking about in my mind, I had already had it, what it would look mm-hmm. like. And I just, I really, I think that's what I like about reading is that, especially fiction, I create what I think it looks like. And it just allows my mind and my imagination to just kind of take off. Like, how does this character look? What does this background look like? And The Hobbit is one story where you can really get lost in that. 
but it makes the reading even better because you're I feel like you're experiencing it as you're reading it. So I know that's kind of crazy. And you get a personal relationship with. Yes, with mm-hmm. the character. So I would say The Hobbit, Their Eyes Are Watching God, The Autobiography of Malcolm X. Ooh. I love that book. What else? Those are like my top ones that I would say I'd read over and over again. I guess but we're hitting all the point. We're hitting yeah, I'm, I'm Malcolm all over X, Mal- <laughs> Middle Earth, Their Eyes Are Watching God. <laughs> I mean, I just, I think The Hobbit it did it for me, though. I just remember after reading it, I was like, wow. And then, you know, you want to go and read The Lord of the Rings and the trilogy. And I didn't finish the trilogy, but The Hobbit just stuck with me. It's like, wow, this is so cool. That was that was it for me. After I read that, I was like, oh, I just want to read I, whatever I can get my hands on. If it's interesting, I'm going to read it. But I'm not an e-reader. I don't like Kindles. I don't like... I I need a book in my hand. I need to underline quotes. I need to dog ear pages. I will write down, if it's a quote that I just love, I will write it down and put it in a little notebook or tab or put it on my wall and read it, you know, just for inspiration. Mm. So I just value well-written words. And so yes. maybe that's why I like thank you notes too, because I can get my words out. So. Is Tatum a reader? She's getting there. I'm a little disappointed, and I'm trying not to be judgy as a <laughs> mom. Like, Tatum, like, why aren't you done? Like, mm-hmm. she doesn't really enjoy reading. But we're getting there. So our thing now is we read at night, and we read together. So she reads a page, I read a page. We go back and forth like that, and we're doing chapter books now. She enjoys reading with me because she's doing something with Mommy. We're not quite at the book where she just wants to get a... Now, she likes the Dogman series. I don't know if your your readers will probably, if they have kids my age, Dogman is like graphic novels. Mm -hmm. So she'll read that. So I'm happy she's reading, but I'm trying to get her to read some other chapter books. So if she's reading with me and I read a page, she reads a page, she loves it. And we can get by with like a good 20, 30 minutes or so, and then she's time to go to bed. But I'm not pressing her to read. Uh, if I had a Jet magazine, maybe. You know, I was going to say, get a stack of Jet magazines. Of jet. My dad probably has some Jets at his house if I found them. Got to start somewhere. Okay. Well, Dr. Lindsay White, it's been a pleasure. Thank Thanks, you for right. coming on. Yes. I hope this does well. I'm proud of you. Too. Well, thank you. Yes. The strange thing about anesthesiologists is that we don't really know each other that well. We've worked together for six years, but... You don't really spend that much time in the same room. We work by ourselves. So I enjoyed that talk with Lindsay. Thank you again for coming on. Give her a follow on Instagram at DrLitRx at D-R-L-I-T-R-X. While you're at it, give me a follow at Thank You Notes Pod. The next episode is going to get weird. My best friend from high school, is Nick, will be the guest. He is unique, and I'll leave it at that. Please uh, reach out and thank somebody today. Write a thank you note. Tell somebody thank you. Hold the door open. It feels good. They feel good. Becomes, the world becomes a better place. And I'll see you next time.